Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and, in fact, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Also, you can catch the Ole Miss home team, hometown broadcast on Sirius XM Channel 190 this weekend. You can hear David Kellum and the team talk, call the Ole Miss-Arkansas game, which historically in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, it's basically – ridiculous so yeah you definitely want to pay attention to that whether you can see it on tv or not i am here to go inside the student section with dalen flowers dalen was at the Ole Miss lsu game and we are going to talk about that game one more time how you doing buddy i'm doing amazing man uh, an exciting weekend on, for many different aspects but i can't complain right now man everything is going pretty well okay um, tell explain to everybody what the atmosphere was like in the stadium because I've heard two or three people said that Vault Hemingway has never looked that way before, and these are even people that were in there in 2003. It, it definitely hasn't in since my time been there, man. It was just from the game when before the game even started, the energy was was very raucous, even between both fans, LSU and Ole Miss fans. I think. Both fan bases were really excited because I think this was a test for both teams to see re- where we really were in terms of can we compete for a division title. Um, and I think our fans knew what the magnitude of this game was. You know, if we don't win this weekend, you know, our chances for Atlanta basically go out the door. Um, and I think they realized, you know, after last weekend, we needed to show up as a group to help support our players and coaches. And that's exactly what they did, man. I think it was just a fun atmosphere. I also think that the town is enjoying having a little bit more night game experience compared to last year. I think they are enjoying that a lot more, a lot more time on the Grove and tailgate and then kind of get into a cooler atmosphere once they get into the game. Um, but it was amazing, man. And it just emotions were running high throughout the entire game. What a game it was, of course. And then the field rush, man. And it, People ask, you know, why did we rush the field? You know, you beat a ranked team, you guys rank. Well, that goes back to the magnitude that mm. if we don't win this game, you know, our SEC the championship spot kind of go it goes out the door completely. And a lot of talking went out the door last weekend, of course, against Bama. Why hasn't Lane Lane hasn't won a big game? Lane hasn't produced something since he's been here. You know, Jackson Dar really hasn't produced an elite game against a big team. Well, they did it this weekend. They answered all the questions everyone had. And, man, did every single one of us enjoy it, man, to just sit back and just watch them do their thing. So it, the, the atmosphere was amazing. I think the players fed off it really well. And there's nothing like, you know, every single week that we get a home game, you know, the atmosphere just seems to get better and better. And, man, we're, we're loving it right now. They're so excited to be a part of it, man. Yeah, nobody's talking about this yet. And I haven't brought it up on my show yet either. So I'm just as guilty as everybody else. But – I'm probably going to bring it up on Wednesday's What to Watch For show. Jackson Dart has had drives, high-pressure, high-impact drives at the end of the football game against Mississippi State, against Tulane, and then against this against LSU. This is a next-level clutch player that has a clutch gene that like even Matt Corral didn't seem to have. The only other player that I remember in Ole Miss history that had the clutch gene like this was Eli Manning. And I don't know if Jackson gets enough credit because the numbers were fantastic. The high, what do they call it? Um, High leverage situations that he is doing this in 
is what is making him next level. And he called this a legacy game. He knew this was a legacy game. And if he keeps this up, his legacy here is going to be probably Mount Rushmore level. Absolutely. I um, I read the comments from the Bama video of mine last weekend, and someone made a comment just, just asking me how – how much longer am I going to keep believing him? As I said last week, and I've always said that I have complete faith in this kid and I will always have his back. And they asked me, how how much longer will I keep believing in him? Um, and how much longer do I think it's going to take for him to kind of make a big moment? Well, I think he's already done that before this week, and that's just my opinion. But I think that answers your question. Um, the kid enjoyed the game, and I think that's what it was missing from him last year. I just, doesn't, I just didn't think he was having – as much fun as he should have last year. And I think he has established that this year because he put so much work in the offseason knowing, okay, I've got some transfer guys and I don't just have some regular transfers. I have some transfers that are coming in and that are really talented. So he put a lot of work in in the offseason to develop. But the kid balled out Saturday. And I think he kind of realized this is what I have to do based off last weekend. But I also think he kind of took in the fact that Jada Daniels, who is absolutely amazing just one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now I think he knew this is going to be a battle of quarterbacks and I think he knew this is going to be a national spotlight we have a lot of pressure on us coming off last weekend's loss what can I do to make us look like the best team in the country and he went out there and did that I thought he did exceptionally well you know just planting his feet really well you know running when it was necessary and I you brought this up in a show this past week uh, which was a big question mark for us was third downs. I think we were, you know, the third worst team in the whole entire conference on third down. Well, we went nine for 16 on third downs this weekend. Mm -hmm. And if that's not improving, I don't know what is. And I can't think of someone else to appreciate other than Jackson Dart. And I'll give props to Charlie Wise too, because he answered the call after this past weekend mm -hmm. at Bama. It's just, just, he couldn't, he couldn't have done any better this past weekend. And we utilize the middle of the field a lot more than I've seen in the past two years. And every time we did it, I just kind of looked up to the press box and I said, Charlie, it's about time, my friend. And it, it just seemed, it just seemed so much like a relief off my shoulders. Every time he would, you know, we would get it to Caden and Caden would be right there, turn around and get up and get some extra yards. We, we even got a, a big first down. Um, I can't remember when, but we got a very huge first down off on the third down just by dumping it off to Caden in the middle of the field. It, it just, it just, it was just so happy for me. Um, and I think we kind of opened that playbook up more and we were able to utilize that playbook more now that we've got our guys back and healthy. They're all happy. They're all healthy. And now they're kind of, they're understanding the playbook a lot more, you know, and I want to give props to, of course, Trey Harris, but also Dayton Wade and Jordan Watkins, man, they, even throughout the injuries, throughout the other receivers, uh, Zachary Franklin, Trey Harris, and Kane Prescorn, they have bought out every single week. They haven't let the noise get to them. They haven't let anything remove themselves from where and how they're going to play. And they have just looked tremendous compared to last season. They have grown tremendously mentally, physically, and they just they just continue to perform every week. Um, so I'm so entirely proud of our offense right now. And I hope they, they, they enjoyed this weekend. And they, they pat themselves on the back, but they learn today, you know, have some things to work on. Just one more thing on the offense. We got to work on penalties. Um, I think we had 11 penalties. I don't know. They were all offense on mistake me if I'm wrong. 
but for over 100 yards. That's something that we we cannot continue to do forward if we want to have a chance to get to Atlanta and we can't beat ourselves up with the penalties. We have to work on that. That's a one major thing I did take from our offense this week and just, you know, kind of working and not beating ourselves up. But, man, it was a fun experience for them, and it was fun for me to watch them utilize everything. You know, one thing's interesting, and this is another thing that I, I'm probably not going to bring this up again, but this is just something that I noticed. Um, it was the last play of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss was down 42 to 34. It was second down after one of those holding penalties got called mm-hmm. in, in 20. And Jackson Dart has a huge run that culminates with him hurtling over a defender. The crowd absolutely popped. You mm-hmm. saw the posture of the Ole Miss players change from that moment. That is the moment, in my opinion, to where Ole Miss wasn't losing this game. Mm-hmm. It, it just wasn't happening. Everything changed right then, and it was from that effort from Jackson Dart that you wouldn't normally think about, but it was a 20-yard run with a hurdle at the end, and he actually fell down on the landing. But it was just enough to energize that crowd, and it got them back going because LSU, most people that probably didn't watch this game, they probably think it was back and forth, but that wasn't the case. Ole Miss dominated the first quarter. LSU kind of dominated the second and third. And then Ole Miss absolutely dominated the fourth quarter. LSU scored one touchdown, had three possessions or four possessions, and the touchdown they got, they didn't actually score. That was given to them. Uh, but that moment, Dalen, I think that was the point where Ole Miss was just not losing this ball game. I think it is, too, because your description of – how the each quarter went was on point because at that time as Ole Miss fans, we were kind of in a stale point you know, LSU had to kind of regain the lead. Um, and we really, we were moving up the field that well in that possession, but we hadn't really had to get anything excited for, but when he made that run, I think the confidence in him and the entire stadium just lifted up and cheered because they said, what, where's this kid been? You know, we haven't seen this from him, you know, and, and he's grown tremendously as a runner too, because even so much last year, and even against Bama, you know, I, we had expressed him just kind of trying to slide a lot more instead of trying to take in so many hits. And I think in that moment of adrenaline, he knew exactly what to do in terms of how can I get more yards? And also how can I amplify this crowd to help us get a win? And I think he just kind of understood where the moment was at. And I, and I, I just can't even put in words how proud I am of him and how happy I am for him, man. Because I, if you've been reading my social media, I just I kept saying he deserves this, man. He and he deserves to to have a weekend like this, a moment like this, a game like this. And I don't want to hear any more disrespect coming his way. Oh, he, not instant mute. Anybody yeah. disrespects Jackson Darts, instant mute by me. I won't even block you and give you the yeah. pleasure of giving you that screenshot. I will just yeah. mute you. Yeah, I don't. I, I truly do not. I don't want to hear it anymore, man. I think yeah. in a high octane moment, he put on a show and he kind of silenced every single doubter. And I think his numbers this year, and I think you made a tweet about this maybe earlier today. His numbers right now and what his numbers are on pace to do are absolutely yeah. phenomenal. So I'm I'm so proud of the kid. and I'm happy for him, and I just hope he keeps it up, man. As I know he will. Yeah, and and nobody's going to know about this, but Ole Miss LSU stopped Ole Miss on a fourth down in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a big moment to do it. But what people don't know is that Trey Harris was breaking over. LSU sent seven or eight players. The way LSU was tackling the ball, there was no guarantee that the LSU player was going to tackle Trey Harris. Right. That play by the cornerback going up and deflecting the ball probably saved a 40 to 45 yard touchdown pass. 
Right. And I want to give props to our coaching staff and our players just for being being relentless throughout the whole game. I think Lane mentioned it and not giving up. You know, once that point, the, the LSU really had a good control during the third quarter, and we could have gave up. You know, our hairs could have went down. We we could not continue to go back out there and fight and believe that we had a chance to win this game Saturday, um, but they didn't. They didn't give up. They kept fighting, and at the end of the day, we came out with which was a much-needed win, and I, and I couldn't be more proud of them man, because you go back to last year, you know, undefeated at that point, going into Baton Rouge, and then coming out in the second half, and it was just a mind-boggling second half for us. I don't think this team last year could continue to fight the way I've seen them fight so far in terms of when they're down, how can they be resilient and continue fighting? I've seen so much improvement just in terms of mentally focused from our football team so far this year. And that's important if you want to compete. And so I couldn't be more proud of them. And they're going to continue being greatest in that aspect too. So I couldn't be more proud of them. All right, so we have a stripe out in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium Saturday night against the Arkansas Razorback, a game that is always drunk. Something mm-hmm. stupid always happens when Ole Miss <laughs> plays Arkansas in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. I'm telling you, something is going to happen. You're like, I have not ever seen that on a football field. If the fumble ruski was legal, that would happen in this game. <laughs> it, it's going to be that type of football game. Um, I think Ole Miss has a better team than Arkansas. I think K.J. Jefferson – can do Cam Newton type stuff mm-hmm. at times. Um, but if it goes to chalk and Ole Miss can clamp down on Arkansas's running game, I think Ole Miss has the talent to where they're not going to be able to score quickly enough to stay with Ole Miss, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, being from Arkansas, this is always a fun game. And trust me, I've experienced every single one of those drunk moments between these two games. Um I think what's our vision for Pete Golding this week, this weekend, and what can we expect to see from him? You know, a lot of questions came out, of course, a a high offensive game this past weekend, but I wasn't concerned about Pete because again, he was, a lot of his players are still learning the system, but I knew Jaden Daniels was going to come out and put a show on, you know, he's one of the elite quarterbacks. But for me, every time I watch LSU, even when we play Bam, I said, Pete, stop the run. And that was number one on my list for Pete. Can you stop the run and make Jalen Milrow, make Jaden Daniels beat you with their arm? And unfortunately, Daniels almost did. And Milrow (laughs) did. Yeah. But I think if you take a week this week, you watch film and you understand that. KJ Jefferson is one of the great quarterbacks in the country. But Arkansas is trying to find their identity still. Um, a, a new offensive coordinator, Dan Enos, um, even on the defensive side, Travis Williams is a new defensive coordinator. They are trying to find their identity right now. And I think we can't take this team lightly. You know, they lost this past weekend to a, a Texas A&M team that's, that's you know, the 2-0 and and so far in conference play. I don't – this shouldn't be a pushover game for anyone because I think what we're trying to look at is – look past forward this team and we shouldn't at all. KJ Jefferson, you know, hasn't really had the opportunity so far, you know, in terms of his offensive teammates um, to be as good as he'd like to be, but he's still been playing absolutely phenomenal. And I think if Pete can, you know, we had a spy really good against Jalen Milroy, what uh, LT and Santerian Perkins was doing well and getting in the backfield. Can we keep KJ from running around the entire field? And I think if we can do that, 
it's okay to let him, you know, throw the ball. It's going to happen. That's football. We have a good chance of containing their offense and winning um, that side of the game. Offensively, Arkansas has struggled tremendously on defense. How can we be consistent in what we saw this past weekend against LSU on a team, really a, a, a very questionable secondary of Arkansas? How can we be consistent and continue to do what we just did this past weekend? The interesting situation for Arkansas is they're two and three right now. What you have coming into Oxford is an extremely wounded animal. Mm-hmm. If they lose to Ole Miss, they're going to be two and four, and then they have a game at Alabama. Yeah, They have to go to Florida. They have a weird one versus Auburn. If, if It is a situation to where if they lose this Ole Miss game, there's a chance they are not going to a bowl game. Yeah, Sam Pittman's probably going to lose his job. Yeah, This game is Arkansas' season, and Ole Miss needs to approach it as such, in my opinion. Absolutely. I, they're searching their identity, as I said, but they're very hungry. Uh, they have just as much noise on them right now that we did coming off that Alabama loss. Mm-hmm. Sam Pittman's, his seat is hot right now, and I hate mm-hmm. that because I love Coach Pittman. I really do from the bottom of my heart. But unfortunately, they haven't seen much progression this year in terms of where they have been in the past couple of years. And so they're hungry. K.J. Jefferson is from Mississippi. I don't know if people know that or remember that, but he's from Mississippi. And he loves coming down here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he loves coming down home and putting on a show. And a couple years ago, he put on a show. And and it was a good battle, and they almost came out with a win. And K.J. is going to put on a show, man. And so we have to understand that their significance for this game it's 10 times more than what my ours may be. So we have to this, this can't be a pushover game. They have to, we have to be just as hungry as they are. We have to approach this just as big as this LSU game was. We have to approach this with a win mentality. We have to go one and know this weekend. You know, this cannot be a pushover game. We have to understand that right now the West is in a a weird stable right now. You know, we have our loss of Bama, but we beat LSU. LSU still has two conference wins. Uh, Bama still undefeated conference play. They have, yeah, they have to play A and M Saturday. A and M just, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's in a weird stable. So what do we have to do? We have to win. You know, it's simple mm-hmm. as that. And coming off last weekend, I think momentum is high, and we have to continue to ride that. We have to continue to ride that, and just play our game. I think this weekend showed who we are as a team this season. And I think that's a lot of heart, a lot of toughness and a lot of fight. Um, And so if we continue to do what we're doing, I I see no problem with this game this weekend, but it's definitely going to be a battle, man. I think every single year we get one of those games with Arkansas and Ole Miss and we're like, Arkansas can really win this game or Ole Miss can really win this game. And then they get out there and sometimes either, or it's really a weird battle until the end of the game. And so it's, it's going to be a fun one. Um, but I think right now we have the, the 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 talent and the mindset to continue to go on with the great win this weekend. Okay. Before we get out of here, Dalen, need a pick. <laughs> uh I'll go, I'm gonna go 37-24 reps. I think the offense is riding high on momentum, and I think Arkansas's defense just has enough, just has too many questions. Um, and I think we have a lot to look forward to on defense as well, but I'm not going to disabandon how talented KJ Jefferson is, man. I think he has the ability to put points on the, on the board. 
Um, they have a few questions in terms of tight end now with Luke Hass going down this past weekend. But I think they're going to come in hungry and try to put a lot of points up as possible. But I'm going to give us a 37-24 edge this weekend, man. I think we're going to be riding high. All right. Thank you for making the Locked On Ole podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Dalen Flowers, thank you, buddy. Inside the student section with all of that information, he's going to be there in the stripe out. I can't wait to talk to you after this one. Um, appreciate this, you. This man. has a chance to look really good. Anyway, thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, appreciate you having me, man. Um, you guys packed the vault again, man. We need you, and it's going to be another fun atmosphere. Get out there, be ready for game time, man. And hotty toddy, y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate you guys for everything. Uh-huh.